absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. Got a special podcast for you here today. Spent the whole day hanging out with the Boston Scott boys from Boston Scott Apparel. We have owners Steve Hoffman and Chris Agler, as well as their sponsor, Tour Pro, Nick Biondi. Guys, what's going on? What's up? How you doing? Good to be here. Good day. Um, so I guess the first question is for Steve and for Chris, why do we need another clothing brand? Uh, fit is a major problem in their industry. Um, cramming the armpits, tailoring in around the hips, and uh, midsection, we uh, spend a lot of time creating a shirt that fits a wide variety of people. So I guess one of the biggest things that we should point out is, you know, you and I, all of us came to contact on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the first things we talked about was how do these clothes fit? You know, and you were like, well, instead of telling you, I'm just going to send you one. Give your honest opinion. Uh, I, I don't care what it is. I know you're going to like it. And I was like, all right, dude, that's, that's pretty ballsy. Like, I like that. Okay. <laughs> you know, send it over. And, uh, I mean, people can see from our Instagram posts and from listening to this, we've talked about for the last probably three, four weeks now, is that the fit is legit. Like, it's out there. The style is phenomenal. The fit is great. Uh, it's one of those things where <clears throat> it doesn't get in your way. And it doesn't impact anything. So it almost feels like there's there's nothing to it, you know? Um, I, I guess walk us and the listeners through the process of creating a clothing company. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, from the uh, the placket, the collar, and, and the tailoring of a shirt, uh, it's, it's a hit or miss. Uh, the, the company will die or succeed based on your fit. <clears throat> we decided to kind of take relief areas in the swing and even casually wearing a shirt um, out of the question. The armpits, the side of the shirt, the, where it hugs you in the wrong ways. Doesn't stay bunched up, stays tucked in. <laughs> yes. You want it to fit right when you play. You want to be able to swing. To yeah, so we... Um, we decided to concentrate a lot on fabric weight. Um, that that really is the basis of design for how it lays on somebody, whether it's too revealing or it, it just kind of lays on the wrong curves. I mean, I'm, I'm mid-30s, and I got a lot of bad curves, you know? <laughs> They've, I've worked hard on these, and, um, you know, I don't look great in all shirts, and I'm, I'm a true medium when it comes to the golf industry. Uh, fit has always been a problem. A lot of shirts have the placket where the buttons just don't fit right. It's too high to the neck, too low, too much exposed, too much grab around the midsection of the body, too much tightness in the armpits, banded sleeves. We went through about eight months of creating samples upon samples upon samples to create the, the best fit, give you the most relief in the bicep, something that's going to stretch. Um, no cramming in the armpits, and really tapering a V-cut from the armpit down to the hips and the waist where you tuck your shirt in um, to, to really keep it tucked in, keep it neutral, um, a nice fold over the belt line, um, and a great fit throughout the whole shirt. 
So now your styles, obviously, I, I would say skew towards a younger audience, but we had, were talking before how, you know, a 55, 65-year-old grandfather could be wearing them as well. I, I guess, what's, what's the secret there in the design to, to have such an impact on such a big age range where, where it'll fit a junior golfer who's going out and, and wants to look, you know, sick as hell on the course mm-hmm. and a 65-year-old guy who belongs to three clubs? Yeah, so when it comes down to fit, it's that V-cut, but when it comes down to design, it's um, truly like a grassroots, nostalgic vibe in the in the golf industry. Um, something that kids are going to respect, the older gentlemen are really going to take in as their own, and the middle age, um, I don't even know what you call them, Gen X, YZ, whatever, whatever they're called <laughs> these days. But, I mean, they're just going to take it as their own. Um, and it's not a shirt you feel like you have to take off when you're not golfing. I know yeah. plenty, of people, plenty of people that are not golfers that look at that floral design and they're like, I really like that. Yeah, the floral design has, has taken off quite yeah. a bit. Um, but what we're doing is we're, we're kind of bringing, we're not even approaching it from the fashion side of the industry. We're approaching it from the golf side, which is huge. I think that's that's probably backwards as to what most apparel companies do. They want something to look good, and then it's like, well, you'll feel however you feel in it. Nah. But you guys are taking it from the mindset of two golfers, and I know Nick is involved with design elements as well. So you're getting it from an actual touring pro and then putting those ideas together to create these shirts. Correct. Um, coming from the golf side is huge as opposed to the fashion side. Fit and feel are a priority every single time. If somebody's not comfortable in a shirt, why would you wear it on the course? Why would you wear it to work? Why would you wear it uh, you know, on the lifestyle? It's, la- it's the last thing you want to worry about is having to adjust and fix stuff and Correct. try to look better and all that stuff. And then being able to release something you know, in our spring, fall, summer line that that kind of falls neutral to everybody, like a floral design. Nobody has looked at that and said, this is too extreme. This is not enough. Um, where did you fall short? It's, it's, just been a, it's just been a great basis of design. And actually, the floral design is funny because uh, it came up from my son, my eight-year-old son, Boston Scott, who the company's named after. Um, he saw uh, one of the pros on TV wearing something similar in a dark blue with a floral design. He said, Dad, what will it take to design something like this that I can wear on my tour, the U.S. Kids Tour, um, so all these kids think my shirt's awesome. Um, So we actually started out by designing a junior shirt that was fit for him and his friends with the floral design that actually just caught fire. Um, And we went from there. That was our first design. And you had mentioned, too, like kids are beyond honest. Right, so a they kid, are. A kid's gonna tell you, "Hey, uh, Mister, this shirt sucks. I'm not wearing it." Yeah. What's What's been the feedback from the junior tour kids, and then what's been feedback from fans of the company that you've gotten, whether it be over Instagram or your website or whatnot? So, as we know, it is a process. It's It's an extreme process, and we spent eight months on the fit and feel of the shirt. Um, when we put it into junior hands, we we got some feedback of it's it's too big, it's too tight in the armpits, it's it's this, it's that. They blamed every single shot on the uh, the shirt, 
you know, I get it. I completely get it. But we did take that into mind. And when developing the adult version of the shirt, um, we used those as a basis of design. I must say that after eight months, we sent a shirt to a random tour pro in Kentucky. I got a text back that said, I am wearing your shirt to bed with socks and no underwear. <laughs> okay? He said, this is the best fitting, best feeling shirt I have been in since the night I got married. Whatever that means. So. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. Yeah. I didn't respond, but I went to bed with a smile. For sure. Okay? For sure. And then what we did was we started to get it out to the public, and we started to say, give us John genuine, honest reviews on all of our stuff. Please, don't tell us you like the design, the fit's okay. Tell us what you don't like about the fit. Um, and we've created our brand based on that, and uh, the fit seems to be a winner amongst a lot of people. And obviously, it's grown from there. You have the apparel online, bostonscott.com. Mm-hmm. Right, Boston, BostonScottGolf.com, excuse me. Yep. And then you have it in the pro shop here, yep. right, at Rivercrest. Um, what, what's the future look like, or what are you guys' plans as far as where you want it to be, where you want to get it into, things along those lines? Where do you see, where do you see it in three, four years? So uh, 2019, even over the past few years, has been brand ambassadors taking products to a new level. We brought on a lot of brand ambassadors and, and sponsorship deals that allow us to get some really on you, honest, genuine feedback um, throughout tour players, um, country clubs, learning pros, teaching pros. Um, we, we're looking to get into over 100 clubs, uh, country clubs down the East Coast into the, the middle regions of the, the U.S. Um, and out to the West Coast eventually and then get on the tour to these weekly events. Um, it's, not, it's not a stretch when you have a good product. If really, uh, anybody that's touched our, our product has given us an invite to the next level. Um, and I think we're going to take it to the PGA. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, you know, obviously speaking from here, we, we tell our listeners all the time, like, we wouldn't support something if we didn't believe it. Like, I wouldn't drive an hour and 45 minutes to come play with three random guys I've never met before. Like, if something didn't sell me in the beginning, you know, and that was the craftsmanship of the product, as well as just the sincerity of the individuals behind the product. And I know it sounds like a sales pitch, but like come hang out with them, meet them at the PGA show in Orlando, and you will see that they are nothing but honest guys. So we're going to switch over real quick uh, to Nick Biondi, who is one of their touring pros that they sponsor. So Nick, I guess give us a little bit on how you got involved with uh, Steve and Chris of Boston Scott and what information that you are able to provide everyone in terms of like your behind the scenes dealings yeah, with them. Of course. So I reached out on Instagram to, uh, to Scott, to Steve. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry relax. To Boston Scott. You to actually bo- probably thought my name was Scott when you reached out. I did for a hot minute, yeah. yeah um, so I reached out to Steve and I said, hey man, Love the looks. Um, super enjoyable styles. I, I Let me get something. Let me check in on it. I want to try it. I want to feel it. Big fashion guy. I like looking good at all times on the golf course and off. So um, I reached out, and, and one thing led to another. We hit it off, and, and um, kind of just that was the genesis of our relationship, just good timing. Um, 
that's that's really it on that. But uh, the the fit and the feel of these things are amazing. Like you said, Dan, I I wouldn't wear it um, if I didn't believe in it, right? So that's or drive an hour and forty minutes because you're about the same drive. Exactly, I'm about two. Yeah, so I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe fully in the product, which is awesome. And so give give a little bit. We talked kind of off air, if you yeah. will, about how you've had a hand in creating some of these designs. I mean. That is not typical no. for a tour pro, yeah. unless you're like your your JT and RLX is you know has deemed you like their their god. Yeah. You know, like hey, so, we're gonna give you your own line. So how how did you? Where's that stem I, from? I that think, creativity. I think we caught I caught the company at the right time in the infancy stages uh-huh. where um, they were looking for some good feedback and some good styles and. Um, I think it's just a relationship that that uh, that just morphed over the last few months here um, into something good. So I have a nice little hand in my little NB collection, which I think is going to be balling. Um, but I, that camo shirt with the white and and that's kind of my look. I was looking for something a little different, um, and not like you said, not a lot of companies allow that, right? Like you have Tiger, you have JT, you have a couple guys with their own their own feels. Um, but I, I think uh, just catching the right company at the right time is is vital for success and for great styles and, and great fashion in the game of golf. So Yeah, Steve and I were talking in the beginning about how everything happened just so organically. Yeah. And that, you know, you can plan for things to happen, but for for a company to meet every benchmark is is probably not reality. You know, so this organic collaboration and happening seems kind of the best fit. Um, Nick, so give us an idea of kind of your playing status, your background, your history in golf, where yeah, so, you'll be this winter and in March and stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, my playing history um, started at an early age, introduced the game by my grandfather. Um, basically just kind of grew up in golf, grew up at a, a country club, Lamar National in, in the Scranton area, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, just kind of grew my game, honed my skills, uh, turned professional about a year and a half ago. Um just working my way through the mini tours, which is tough, uh, but just kind of Monday qualifying, place to place, uh, playing a couple Q schools. So actually coming up in January, we have Latin American Q school, and then in March, uh, Canadian Tour Q school. So just looking for status on any major uh, PJ Tour-based tour. Um, so that's that's it. So I'm looking to rock their styles, rock their brand to wherever I'm at, uh, whether it be mini tour events or PJ Tour Canada or PJ Tour Latino America, hopefully PJ Tour events. That would be great. Um, but that's that's kind of where we're at right now. So I'm just kind of growing my my game and honing my skills currently. Do we know when the NB collection might come out? Yeah, we're looking first of the year. Uh, the NB collection is growing day by day. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what we like to do is we like to bring in people that are going to be members of our team and, and grow this from the foundation up. So we like to give Nick a say and kind of a direction that he wants his portion of this investment in the relationship to go, um, which seemed to be design. He wanted to start with a polo shirt. Um a little different than what we sell on our sites. We dress our tour pros head to toe. Um, so we're going to give him a lot of say over what he has. Colors, fit, um, this, the shirts, designing them from top to bottom. Hats, um, you know, any little accessories that he may need to succeed on the tour. How, how did that idea <clears throat> come to be? To say, okay, like, we're going to partner with Nick 
And and not only that, we're going to give him a hand in designing. I mean, did you know he had a design background beforehand? Did you know he was interested in these things? Or was it just through casual conversations? No, it's not really about having a design ability or any sort of ability to do anything besides golf. Um, he approached us, his credentials. He was very professional in how he pr- approached us. And we were, we were kind of taken back that, you know, we're, we're in the uh, startup stages of business. Uh, though we sold a lot of polos, we, we haven't had a tour pro wear them to this point. Um, so to have him was uh, pretty awesome. And we decided that, uh, you know, he knows what people want to see on tour. He knows when he's in the locker room with 150 people, what they're wearing and what they talk about. And it just seemed like the next step was to get him involved in the roots of this business to, to help drive us. I mean, any feedback is great feedback, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Um, and this just, there was no question whether we took his feedback as where we're going and the direction we're going. If you had to give people out there that are listening an idea um, of what company that's out there now that this brand kind of compares to, obviously it's kind of, I would say this is above and beyond most of the things that are out there, but what, what could we relate it to that people go to their club and they say, oh, well, it's kind of like this polo, but Boston Scott is better. It's kind of like that so, quarter zip up, but the Boston Scott one's better. So there's a few brands out there that really, really have done a great job over the years. Adidas, Grayson Clothers, and RLX, and Polo. We took this inspiration, and in when we were creating our line, um, even a little Peter Millar, um, and we created a very high-end fabric with a very high-end fit, but we want to keep the, the whole family-orient and, and family idea going. Um, kids with their fathers, caddying for a round for U.S. kids, mom on the sideline with a daughter, um, hoodies, zip-ups, hats, um, just bringing the family together, spending family time together on the golf course. I know my son personally has learned a lot of etiquette and kind of how to be a man at a very young age from the golf course. My daughter has benefited greatly from being just around the game of golf. Um, and that's kind of the, the whole image we're, we're trying to portray. Uh, you talk about brands. Peter Millar is obviously very upscale. Great material they use. Great you know, buttons and fabric and, and stitching and hems. Um, you get into fit, you get in some of the lower brands. But, uh, yeah, I think just creating the family aspect in the sport um, with good quality is where we're at. What type of products in the future can we look forward to? Because we've got polos, obviously, the first line is yep. out there on the site. Uh, the next one, which we've put on our Instagram stories and, and posts before, which people have been really positive about, is coming soon. Uh, the hats, because if, if you go to uh, Nick's Instagram page, you'll see that. You can check out his website off of that. Nick, give people the website. Uh, nbgolf.com. Yeah. nb-golf.com. <laughs> okay, so that's nb dash golf dot it's com <laughs> it's that it's that new new right there it was yeah. yesterday that yeah, it was uh for some products coming out um this is really cool to talk about so we started with some defined polo shirts that we knew were going to be hot sellers we knew the fit was good we knew the feel was good from some feedback and we knew some designs that we were going to put out were going to be instant sellers 
Um, so come January 1st, we're going to have six designs out. Come spring, we're going to have 12 designs for the polos. This is going to incorporate both a Lynx collection, which we now feature as a four-button polo, and a Looper collection, which is going to be a three-button polo, and kind of the offset to the Lynx collection. The idea there is Caddy, Tour Pro, or Caddy, and Player. In so no this, way this, this could be something where literally a guy on tour, his caddy's wearing your Looper collection, the Tour Pro's wearing the Lynx collection. Correct. Like, that's without, brilliant. Without uh-huh. any... It's a brilliant difference in in structure and quality and fabric and anything. The idea is it's going to offset and design. And that team aspect comes through. You know, we're dressed Correct. alike. We look like teammates. It's almost like a Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup type feel. Yeah, it's really it's a really cool idea, and it it also ties us into the family aspect. You have father, dad, son, father, dad daughter, wearing the son, yeah. the Looper collection, who might be blue with the floral collar, and the son wearing a floral design, as he's the main event. You know, when your child's out on, t- on U.S. Kids Tour, walking down the fairway, that's who we're looking at. Um, but the dad backing up with a shirt is also pretty awesome. Feel good, play good. Um, so come January 1st, we also have uh, some putter covers, some alignment stick covers, belts, gloves. We're actually doing a collaboration on some gloves, which are going to follow the design aspect. So I don't want to give too much away on that, but... Let's just think waves, floral, and how we can incorporate that into a classy glove with the same fit and feel with premium material. All right, so theoretically, if I wanted, and, and I'm a big, enormous fan of lifestyle brands, yep. right? If I wanted, I mean, I could be head-to-toe, Boston Scott Golf, everything matches, everything looks dope. My kid could be <laughs> head-to-toe, Boston Scott Golf, everything matches, everything looks dope, Right. I mean, that, is that kind of the, the, Correct. the seamlessness so by, that you go by through? By spring 2020, when we really expect to be engulfed in the PGA lifestyle with merchandising, um, we, we zip-ups, hoodies, hats, six styles of hats are coming out on the 1st of January. Um, snapbacks with uh, rope design, with our Crest logo, we have flat brims, we have um, the traditional, more traditional cotton dad hat. We have everything for everybody um, coming out at a natural organic rate. We've, we've expressed organic, and I cannot say that enough, but um, just the people we surround ourselves with, including our manufacturers, are helping us grow at a nice, healthy pace, and we don't want to steer or veer off of that. We want to give a quality design, a quality fit uh, to the people at every stage of our development and before i forget <clears throat> bostonscottgolf.com and obviously on instagram bostonscottgolf yeah you know, and you do a lot of stuff uh on instagram and the instagram stories kind of previewing the new clothing that's coming out but i think a good thing too is you actually get to see how it looks on course and mm-hmm. on players which is super important because a lot of times these companies will throw a model up there right and and that model's body is not a golfer's body it's not a middle-aged dad body or a young kid's body, you know, which is, which is so important because you mentioned before how clothing fits, you know, and that was the first thing I asked you ever. Like, it was our first conversation was, how do your shirts fit? Like, I like them tied, I like to show up my physique, like I want a European cut. You were like, I, I don't, 
Here, dude, just wear it. Just <laughs> trust me, you'll love it. I think like, you said, how do they later. fit? And I said, well, and I wrote a page. Yes. Yeah, and I looked at the technical jargon, and I was like, uh, so does this mean it's tight? <laughs> <laughs> it's and I tight. said, just trust me. <laughs> Some guy once told me that he's sleeping in just socks in this shirt, and you were like, send me one. And That's I was it. like, you got it, buddy. I'm sold. I'm sold. Um, but a funny story is... We use ghost mannequins like everybody else. You use the mannequin that certain limbs come off in order to take your pictures. And uh, Chris and I put a, a size on a mannequin that we thought was going to fit. And we were like, man, this guy's jacked. <laughs> and we were, you know, we're middle, for a small. Middle, middle 30s. And um, we, we just don't look like that. We, 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 24 we get by. <laughs> Listen, we are both married individuals, and I think we get looks from random people. But I, I must say that we're, we're not like, like frumpy mid-30s. And <laughs> this mannequin just was out of control. So we designed the fit to fit from the mannequin to me to uh, mid-60s who likes to enjoy some beverages on the course and and really just laid back you know it it fits a wide variety of people from junior golf to a a thinner individual who likes to keep things nice and slim fit and more of a european fashion look to somebody like myself who's just mid-30s and loves to golf and loves to just not look like i ate dinner (laughs) <laughs> and um, and my father, who has a little bit of a beer belly, but, you know, he really looks great in the shirt. And everybody that's put the shirt on, it's laid nice Everyone. on him. And the key to that, should I say this? Tell him the key. <sighs> uh, trade Don't give away a trade, trade secret, secret now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to give Maybe off the record. Maybe fabric, off the record. Fabric weight is key. The way something lays on an individual and sculpts to their body is key. So how do you, how'd you come about? Is that is that trial and error? How do you come about that? That is complete trial and error. The first shirt I ever got was a very thin fabric weight, and I put it on, and my wife said, you look like you gained weight. <laughs> and I said, wow, I, I love you so much, honey. Uh, what do you mean by that? She goes, that shirt just isn't sitting right on you. And I said, I know. It feels clingy. I had static cling. I had a whole bunch of just... It felt like it was trying to, like, I got out of the water and my bathing suit would sucked in. <laughs> like, it's just a bad feeling. So I said, I, I called up my manufacturer and I said, hey, I need thicker fabric. And they met me in the middle. And I got that and I said, wow, this is starting to lay, lay different, but we have collar supports intact that allow our collar and our placket to stay uh, pristine through many washes and wears on the course. And that collar itself started to be a little heavier than the fabric because it had extra support. And I said, I need this to be even across the board. So I lightened the weight in the collar support, and I added a 200 GSM fabric weight, which is great. It's comparable to a Peter Millar, some of the high-end um, golf clothing brands that really know how to put longevity into a shirt. And the genuine fit and feel of wearing it for five years, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had so many Adidas, uh, Under Armour, just some of the other brands that I wash, 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 I wear and repeat, and they fall apart. Um, so I, I took that weight, and I, I went 10 GSM at a time over eight months, and I, I hit every stage of development 
and I finally found the perfect weight of the shirt. And when it lays on individuals, you see it. You, you, just, you just see. You get a guy trying on your shirt, and you have the confidence that it's going to fit and lay right on him. It's just a feeling like no other. It's kind of crazy because I'm not a fashion guy. Right. I mean, and maybe not a fashion guy, but the technical jargon you're throwing out shows the determination that you guys had while building this brand, that it is not going to be a fly-by-night Hey, we're printing these uh, screen-printed, you know, T-shirt type polos that cost, you know, five cents over in China. I mean, this is this is good quality craftsmanship that's that's going into these shirts. No, we were actually borderline as to whether we went direct to consumer retail or we took on the wholesale market because it's it's not cheap to build a quality shirt that yeah can't be fit, feel, and people are going to genuinely enjoy. Um, but we made a decision earlier on that, that that wasn't going to be the deciding factor. We're going to get it out to people. So even if we break even or lose on retail or on wholesale and pursue a revenue stream on retail, that was fine with us. Um, it was more an agenda that we were trying to push out to the masses in the golf world that you don't have to really be pinned in to something that looks good but never fits good. We deal with that all the time, and Chris and I have dealt with that for years. We come out to golf, and you, you guys know how it is. Everybody knows how it is. When you go out, you get a brand new shirt. You order it online. You think it's going to be the greatest thing. Well, whether it is or isn't, you're trying to come out and show your buddy that it's the best thing you've ever purchased. Okay? So he comes out on the course, and I can see he can't even swing. This thing's so far in his <coughs> armpits, you know, he can't hit a wedge. <laughs> and uh, and then it's baggy around the waist. It's it's baggy in the midsection. And and what Coming it is is mass production and kind of getting away from the original intent of why you got into this. It's not about designs. It's not about throwing designs out the window and saying if you think this cool, this is cool, and you buy it, you won't return it. Absolutely not. We are priding ourselves on the fact that you know uh, we have a great return policy and a guarantee policy. And we don't see any shirts come back to us because of the fit, the feel, the craftsmanship. Um, we take pride in that. And the designs come second, and they just so happen to be fire. My my eight-year-old's a genius. And he has no idea what he's doing. No, I mean, well, sometimes that's for the best. Yeah. You start to overthink things, uh, it doesn't you know, work. Chris and I saw that on the golf course today. Yeah. As, as we start to overthink things. Uh, yeah. You know, we our best shots came as we were running away from the fire coming off of one of the tee boxes on, on number 10. Absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't always listen to my 8-year-old son, but those hey, dad moments, you know, have, have paid off. I mean, have, do you know the history of our logo? Uh, let the people – I do personally, but let no, the people man. know. So this little gremlin of mine, he's about 8 years old. He's learning to write cursive in school. And I had this great idea. I was getting sample shirts in, and he understood the idea that Dad was starting a clothing company and that we both loved the golf. He had no idea what it was going to be called. He didn't even know it was going to be his name, which, for anybody who doesn't know, my son's name is Boston Scott Hoffman, Boston Scott Golf. Um, he was learning to write cursive. He was writing his initials on a piece of paper with a pencil. My kitchen table is pretty soft wood. And he engraved BS into the table. Um, I nearly caught him with a slight backhand and sent him to his room. Uh, I didn't hit him. It's 2019. <laughs> and um, 
uh, looking at my table, I took a picture of it, and it was genius. It was great. It was this really cool, smooth, cursive writing that didn't really fit the bill for elementary school. Uh, he probably would have gotten in trouble for the idea of it. Um, but it, it was a tremendous logo. I put it right into Illustrator, and we threw it right into effect. Um, and then he actually helped me develop the idea of our crest logo. Which yeah, talk about that because that's on the hats now. Yes. Um, Chris is wearing a prototype quarter zip up today that had the logo on it. And so how did that come about? Because that, again, that another sick logo from you guys. So the, the crest logo is kind of our alternate logo. And we really wanted to take the idea of like, you know, uh, the designs, the whole basis of us being in the USA. You know, this is where we were born. This is where golf has grown for us. Um, and then just kind of the traditional look and feel of the navy, white, and red uh, with a Lynx-style layout to the logo. It just resonated really well um, with us internally. And we say this is something we have to put on everything. Uh, our BS logo is great. We, we've got a lot of good feedback, and it fits the polo shirts great. It fits the hats great. Um, this Crest logo is a little more detailed, it's going to be on specific items, but it's definitely something that hit home to us and has a great feeling internally. For, for you guys moving forward in the future, do you see any maybe major championship type um, events happening in your brand? Like for example, might we go out and, and hit up some Masters themed colors during that time of the year? Might there be something for the US Open? small yeah. significant drops like that throughout the year that would be kind of ancillary to your main line. I, I believe so. I think, but the basis of design and the basis of our foundation is really built around lifestyle. And we feel the, the right, you know, grassroots of the industry. Um, we might not drop something every single major or every single you know, um, PGA Tour event, but we will we will drop things that really mean a lot to us internally. Um, the Masters is a huge being in everybody's world in the golf industry. Um, there may be a Masters shirt that's already in production. <laughs> a little, little yellow in it. Yeah. So um, I don't want to say anything else, but I, I just want to say that we we're releasing designs based on. A strategic effort to make the industry better. Gotcha. We're not just dropping designs for every single event. That's just not who we are. Fit, feel, quality is key. Um, if people come to us and say, we love how this shirt feels and we want eight variations of the floral design, we are going to concentrate on make, making our followers happy before dropping a shirt for an event for a limited edition. Yeah, I think that's the um, way that most top brands should interact with their fans or purchasers or followers, but they don't. But cool stuff's coming out. Don't worry. For sure. Uh, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the golf today, right? So Steve uh, was... I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve was uh, gracious enough to host us at Rivercrest uh, Country Club and Preserve right outside of Philly, right yep. northwest of, of Philly. We got to play with Nick and see an actual tour pro uh, in action. So, Nick, I guess tell us how your round went today and what did you Nick, think why of three hacks? Sounds so different than ours? <laughs> hey, it was sloppy. It was a sloppy day. I'm just getting back into uh, the scoring aspect of golf and just trying to shoot a number. So getting ready for some big events in Florida uh, coming up in the next couple months here. So 
just kind of getting myself back into scoring, hitting shots, shaping shots, uh, pre-shot routine, and uh, it was a little it was a sloppy even par. Let's say that. How impressed were you with these three amateur golfers that you got to play with? I was. It was pretty good. It was better. I've had a couple pro-am groups. You guys were better than a couple of my pro-am groups for sure. Right. So should we apply to be a pro-am group? <laughs> no, not in my and group. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it was good. It was good. We had a lot of fun out there, and a lot of good shots were hit, and uh, it was enjo- super enjoyable. I gotta sure. say, one one of the cool things was, and uh, Steve gave me some crap about on the course. I took two. Uh, points of advice from Nick, and both times he was spot on, made the putts, loved it. Um, you know, so we may or may not be throwing out a FaceTime app for Nick, where, where Nick can dial in on yeah. your playing skills. <laughs> if, if you're, yeah, if you're out there playing a tournament, you want to subscribe for you know, like whatever grand a year or something like that. Uh, you can FaceTime Nick four times around, give you some advice because you get an alternate number to text. Yeah, yeah for the read, just slow down, relax. Now, Nick, Nick is a great. Yeah, Nick is a great guy to get on the course with. Genuinely loves the sport of golf, and that's something that um, after my initial conversation with Nick, we threw that right into the routine. We said we have to meet this guy, has to be face to face. We want this to be personal because, I mean, this brand was created on junior golf, and what gets more personal than junior golf? That's your kids. Everybody spends time, money, effort on their children to see them succeed, to just make them happy. Um, and then we're, we kind of sprouted up. At first, it started that the adult side was going to be just to fund the junior golf. Um, and the adult side took off like a wildfire, and we couldn't hold on. Um, so we decided to develop. And, and another th- cool thing is we don't neglect the junior side. Every design that comes out on the adult side is available as a junior option, which is cool. But Well, and that's big because there's so many companies that do – junior fits and there's two polos there's a black polo and a white polo or there's a gray and a blue hat you know there's there's not anything that's congruent through a line which if you are big into golf and you've got kids like you would love for your little mini me to look like a mini you they make it because they have to we make it because we want to so i have a great great comment to make on junior golf but i want to finish about nick Mm -hmm. so i met nick for the first time we actually invited him out to an outing and we said, this guy with no pressure, we can, we can tell who he is immediately at an outing. You know, the guy comes out, he has a few drinks, he sprays it in the woods. It's not our guy. It's, it's, just, it's just a guy that got, like, got to us. If we don't win this scramble, <laughs> there's no way we're sponsoring this kid. That's funny. That's funny. So he came out. He was just, just very beyond his years. You could tell he was deeply rooted in yeah. the industry. He was just uh, golf through and through from, you know, from head to toe. Um, told us a little bit about his family background. You could tell his grandfather had a huge influence on his life, where he came from, and kind of the man he is today. And um, a personal relation to that, um, I, just, I just took to it. And this guy has been nothing but just great times. Um, every time we come about him, he just always offers something up that's going to be valued to the company. It's always an idea or maybe some feedback or uh, just a game of golf and like gives us an idea as to how we should pursue the business with his long tradition in the sport. Uh, it's just been awesome. It's just been a blessing to randomly meet somebody that's just been so dialed into what we have going on. It's been really good. But okay, now the bomb. 
So, a lot of people out there are asking if we are taking on a women's line. It's a very good question. I've gotten those questions on Instagram from That's females. A great question. Um, the women's industry is very tough, but I think it's because a lot of people aren't willing to battle the idea of fit and feel. We took eight months to, to really hone in and, and develop our men's brand on fit and feel, and I don't see why we can't do the same for women's. I feel very confident in the products we have going right now, and we will be releasing women's stuff come spring 2020. And this is actually under the direction of Maya Tanaka. She is a PGA pro based out of um, California. She's very involved in our brand, and she's creating some really awesome stuff for us that's going to come out in the spring. That's just, I mean, beyond cool for the hundreds of thousands of female golfers. And, and I mean, let's be honest, the fastest growing segment of golf yep. are female junior golfers under the age of 17. And that's her focus, is junior golf is key. So she is a teaching professional currently, and she teaches from sunrise to sunset. Huge heart, great swing. Uh, funny story is she came out and played Golf Mills Golf Club with me in uh, King of Prussia. Donald Ross course. Amazing course. And destroyed me. She, she just came out with a butter swing and casually shot one, maybe one under. I, we weren't keeping score, thank God. But casually came out and just destroyed me from the same tees. Like I... I it like you didn't even exist. Total teaching yep. moment. Total yep. teaching moment. Yeah, it was great. It was it was wonderful. And did it with a smile. And she we just talked about junior golf, the agenda, and how we want to get these designs, the fit, the feel, and the support to these kids. Yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things within the golf community is the people that you meet and the relationships formed. I mean, I played one round with you guys, had spoken to you on Instagram. You know, and you feel like you know somebody for, for 10 years. I mean, it's just instantaneous when you have that type of bond. And I think when you're doing it the right way as well, which obviously you guys are. Um, so real quick, give us the Instagram handle, the website where people can go out and check out Boston Scott Golf online to go out and purchase Yeah, of course. This, it's bostonscottgolf.com. Um, Dan has his own uh, discount code. He'll be he'll be shooting out once in a while to get you guys some some good deals. Um, and our handle is at Boston Scott Golf, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Come check us out. Follow us. You get to see a lot of really cool swing videos from uh, my little man, kind of making his journey in the golf world. Uh, working with some very cool people. Um, we post a lot on Nick and uh, Chris and myself. We're kind of ghosts on the page, but. We do exist, and anytime you want to reach out, we're happy to answer any questions about the product, the, the lifestyle side, or our direction, or where we're going. Awesome. And then, Nick, go give the people all of your info so they can follow you this winter in Florida, then on the Latin American tour. Yeah, so we have uh, my new website. Uh, just launched a couple days ago, nb-golf.com. Uh, and then I've got my Twitter handle, Nick Biondi Golf at Nick Biondi Golf. Uh, Instagram, Biondi1995, and Facebook, just Nick Biondi. Um, 
So I'm super excited for the uh, the season to start up, and we're going to get the ball rolling with some uh, hopefully some good wins and some top fives and some great play. Awesome. Well, we want to thank all the guys from Boston Scott Golf. It was a fantastic day, and uh, like we say, either get busy golfing or get busy dying.